1: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We love you. We thank you and praise you, Lord. For you are God, and we are here to serve you. We are here to be ambassadors in the precious name of Yeshua. We're here to humble ourselves and and just allow you to lift us up at the proper time, casting all our anxieties upon you because you, you love us, you care for us. And so we bless you, we thank you, and we pray that this show and, and this day would would just magnify you, that you would receive glory from our words, from our actions, from our heart. We bless you, we thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So recently, at Shoresh David, we had invited you to some special worship services, and uh, I know some of you came, and that's been great. Uh, However, Even better, in the past three weeks, we've seen two Jewish women come to know the Lord. Now, isn't it time for you to visit one of our four locations and bring your Jewish friends? We have a strong hunger for them to know the Lord. How about you? (laughs) What do you think? Uh, We have congregations in St. Pete, in South Tampa, Riverview, and Wesley Chapel, so I pray that you will be able to join us, and we love visitors. Since we meet on Friday evenings and Saturdays, you don't have to miss your church service. For more information, check out our website, shareshdavid.org, shereshtavid or shareshdavid.org, or call Karen. That's probably the easiest thing at 813 831. Five, six, seven, three. You know, the past two weeks, we've been talking about humility. I pray that you are praying for yourself, for your family, friends, for your congregation, for our country, and for the world to develop humility. You know, there's a, a growing disrespect for others in authority. And the way we speak to one another certainly would be cured by a large dose of humility. But remember that humility starts with our us and our reaction to what is going on around us. If we can't be humble, who can be, right? We should be teaching humility by our lives testifying of our concern for others before ourselves. So the first week we talked about humility. The second week we looked at two of the characteristics of humility, repentance and forgiveness because as I've said, humility must look like something. You must be able to test yourself in a tangible way to see if you are truly behaving with humility. Last week, we finished talking about forgiveness with a kind of a checklist at the end as to uh, have you really forgiven people, and this comes from a book, uh, Total Forgiveness, which I've changed a little of it, but Uh, Number one, and the hardest thing, is make the deliberate and irrevocable choice not to tell anyone what the person did, except obviously in a counseling situation, but don't talk about what they did. Then you'll know you've forgiven them. Don't ignore them. Be pleasant around them. When speaking, say that which would set them free from guilt or fears. That's a big deal too. Pray for them and just continue to do these things and you will have totally forgiveness or totally forgiven someone. It'd be hard to categorize yourself as humble if you have people that you have not forgiven. Giving forgiveness is an act of humility. Through Yeshua, God modeled it. If there is someone you need to forgive, do it today, but today we're going to talk about respect. Should I sing the song? you know R e and you better better not, huh? Respecting others is a part of being humble. When you show respect, you have regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, authority or traditions of others. The action of treating someone with dignity is respectful. God would have us behave respectfully whether someone deserves it or they don't. When we show respect, I believe we are in the will of God. We should, of course, respect people in positions of authority. But if you don't want to show partiality, then everyone should be granted respect because you are serving the Lord, right? Right. Okay, so respect will bring back civility. Do you think we need some civility in this country? (laughs) Does respect need to be earned? I believe the answer is no. I know people say that I don't respect you because you haven't earned it, but I don't believe that's the godly attitude. Isn't that what humility is all about, to respect somebody even when they don't deserve it? Thinking more of someone else than yourself, or do only do that, or, or do you only respect people you like and agree with? That wouldn't really be respect, would it? In Exodus twenty twelve, honor your father and mother, so that your days may be long upon the land which Adonai your God is giving you. Respecting your parents is part of God's formula for you for having a long life and using the gifts that he has given you, right? So we respect our parents. Leviticus 19.32, you're to rise up early in the presence of the gray-haired and honor the presence of the elderly. So you will fear your God, I am Adonai. So you need to respect me. I have gray hair. I know you can't see me, but trust me. I have gray hair, and I'm probably older than you. Not older than everybody, but older than you <laughs> uh romans twelve ten be tenderly devoted to one another in brotherly love, outdo one another in giving honor. How do you out outdo one another in giving honor by respecting them right yours <laughs> That's what it means, right? Actually, when you act respectfully to even people who are not nice to you, you will put a smile on your own face. You will sense a feeling of accomplishment. You didn't serve your flesh. You lived by the Spirit. You served God. Romans 13, 1 through 5, Let every person submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God and those that exist. Uh, are put in place by God. So whoever opposes the authority has resisted God's direction, and you can read the rest for yourself. Listen, some would question this and say, what if the governing authority is evil and oppressive? The scripture isn't talking about them. It's talking about your behavior. Get your behavior right first, and then you can deal with others. 1 Peter two seventeen to 19 honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Slaves, with all respect, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are harsh. For this finds favor if for the sake of conscience toward God someone endures grief from suffering undeservedly. Okay? So we see God's heart in this. Look, I understand this scripture pretty well. (laughs) I have a number of positive and negative examples in my life. But years ago, I worked for a sales company when the boss and the owner of the the company was, I'm going to say he was crazy. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I, I, I think he was Literally crazy. He was verbally abusive to me and to all the employees, and he was even verbally abusive to his father in public. Listening to him curse out his father was just the worst. It, it was awful. So this was my first tangible sales job, and I wasn't going to let anything mess it up. So I respected the owner even though he showed very little respect for me and even less respect for anyone else, it seemed like. There was one managerial position and two other sales positions. And in the 18 months I stayed there, I saw approximately 12 people fill those three positions. That's how bad it was. After 18 months, when I was relatively successful, and was able to continue to show respect for my oppressive employer, I applied for a better job with another company. So after being interviewed for this new job, the next interviewee was my current manager. (laughs) He was applying for the same job. Uh Uh-oh. So you can imagine my surprise when I was chosen for the job because when I'm Later on, when I met with the owner of the new company, I asked him, why would you choose me instead of my current manager, who has much more experience and much more expertise? And he said that the, my manager, in the interview, bashed the owner of the current company where we were working and said all sorts of ugly things about him. But in my interview, I spoke with respect about him. And even though I could have said ugly things, too, I didn't. And he respected the fact that I was restrained and that he figured that if I could respect this awful boss, how much more would I respect him as the boss? Look, respecting people, whether they deserve it or not, is part of humility that God wants us to show to a dark and cynical world. Our final scripture about respect is Matthew 7, 1 through 5. I mean, if even the first two words I love, stop judging. <laughs> you know, if you stop judging, you'll probably respect people, right? <laughs> but let me read the scripture. It's 1 through 5. Stop judging so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but do not notice the beam in your own eye? Or how will you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye and look, the beam is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First take the beam out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And then in verse 12, it says of chapter 7 of Matthew, So in all things, do to others what you would want them to do to you. For this is the Torah and the prophets. Okay, so are we getting this? Showing respect to everyone you meet in every situation shows you have humility. Now let me ask you, would God say, That you have a humble heart? Well, our next subject of humility is talking about accountability. When you put yourself under somebody else's authority who will possibly question your actions, decisions, or behavior, that's being accountable. Let's look at some characteristics of accountability. It's like respect. You decide to do it because it's the Lord's will. Accountability, especially with the right people, it'll keep you on track. Uh, an accountable, uh, accountability partner can often point out your blind spots that might cause you to do things poorly or make bad decisions. Accountability is important to keep pride and arrogance out of your life. Oftentimes, we're not transparent and we put up walls because our pride is afraid of being hurt accountability tears down walls. Accountability also helps us check that our hearing from God is not just hearing our own desire. When making decisions, we ask God to show our accountability partner to confirm what we believe we have heard from God. This is so important because God has put these partners in our lives so that we won't mishear from God and make poor decisions. Romans 14, 12 says, So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. We obviously should be accountable to God, but also to people. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen: As iron sharpens iron, so a person sharpens the countenance of his friend. Well, look, we achieve growth when we are accountable to people. If I think it is just, um, you know, if it's just us and God, you've heard people say, well, it's just me and God, right? That That's not a growth scenario. Our accountability partners will sharpen us with their insight and honesty. Uh, this next scripture is usually seen when people correct people incorrectly. However, we should also see it as God telling people that they need to Correct us, and we should be willing to receive it. It's part of God's spiritual economy. Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, if someone's caught doing something wrong, you who are directed by the Ruach, restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness, looking closely at yourself so you are not tempted also. Bear one another's burdens. In this way, you'll fulfill the Torah of Messiah. So God doesn't want you to ignore people and not tell them that they've made mistakes. We just have to do it correctly so that they can receive it. And in James 5.16, it says, So confess your offenses to one another and pray for one another that so you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous person is powerful. Part of accountability is to be transparent with certain people who will pray for us, guide us, and help us to be healed. Another characteristic of humility is to, dis, to to want unity and reconciliation. Okay, to have a heart for unity. Look, unity is the state of being whole together, one. This is clearly God's desire for um for us and and so we need to seek after unity. L- look, unity is what love looks like and what humility allows. Okay, think about that. Our only ministry given in the entire Scripture to us is that of reconciliation. Colossians 1.20-22 20 starts by saying, and through him, meaning Yeshua, to reconcile all things to himself, making peace through the blood of his cross, whether things on earth or things in heaven, once you were alienated from God and hostile in your attitude by wicked deeds. But now he has reconciled you in Messiah's physical body through death in order to present you holy, spotless, and blameless in his eyes. Look, if God models this for us, this sense of humility through reconciliation, we should be doing the very same thing. It's very similar to forgiveness. We come closer to people, we become closer to God. You can't be responsible for their behavior, but you can offer them unity and reconciliation. The rest is up to them. You're responsible for your behavior. Matthew 5.23 says, therefore, if you're presenting your offering upon the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. Um, we see it in Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. Pursue peace with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the, gr- short of the grace of God. Don't fall short of that. And see to it that no bitter root springs up and causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. And Romans twelve, seventeen and eighteen, repay no one evil for evil, give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people. Look, it look, this is this is a con and second Corinthians five, eighteen to twenty one talks about that spirit, uh that ministry of reconciliation that we have. There are many other places, Psalm 133, 1 through 3, John 17, 20 to 24. But the last thing I want to mention is just that we need to be teachable, one who is willing to be taught. Teachable is not allowing your pride of what you think you already know get in the way of what you need to know or what you need to experience. Uh, We see this in Proverbs, let the wise listen and increase learning and and so on. Uh, a fool's way is right in his own eyes, but the wise listen to advice. That's Proverbs twelve fifteen. Proverbs nineteen twenty. Listen to advice and accept instruction so that in the end you may be wise. Look, humility is made up of a spirit of repentance, forgiveness, respect, accountability, unity, reconciliation, and teachability. This truly is the heart of Messiah. He modeled it for us. He gave us scriptures to tell us this is the way we are to be. And the only thing that is stopping us from doing this effectively is we don't look at ourselves. We look at other people's actions rather than our own. Stop judging, as it said, right, in Matthew 7, 1. And look at yourself and your own behaviors. As I mentioned the other week, somebody called me out on my behavior a few weeks ago. And I just came back to them and I I just asked for forgiveness. And I said, thank you for calling me out. I didn't recognize it at the time, but I certainly recognized it when you mentioned it to me. This is how we are supposed to be. Well, next week, we're going to talk about a whole new uh, topic. I'm very excited about it. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, the authority we have as believers, and then we'll talk about, uh, a few weeks later, prayer and fasting. So if you feel this program's been valuable to you, please support it financially. We depend on God touching your heart to stay on the radio waves so again call Karen at 813-831-5673 or if you prefer choose the donate button at our website heartofmessiah.org and on our website you can listen to past shows and you can donate uh that way it, it's great okay uh recently as i mentioned before at Shuresh we've just seen some great things happen, two Jewish women accepting the Lord. Isn't it time for your friends to accept the Lord, too? We have four locations, St. Pete, South Tampa, Riverview, Wesley Chapel. We meet on Friday nights and Saturdays. Check uh, with Karen about the exact times and days. Uh, Go to our website, shereshtavid.org, call Karen, 813 831 Five six seven three. Bring your Jewish friends. Let's see them come to know Yeshua. Uh, certainly, if you want to comment or question uh, me in any area, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So may the Lord be your first priority this day and every day, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me as we close in prayer. Abba, Father.
0: God of Israel.